Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. We're going to go over to our Hammerhead hotline, bring in Alan Carpet, goldandblack.com. Uh, those guys do such an amazing job. The whole crew over there, uh, you know, not only just Alan, but uh, Tom and Brian uh, do such a, a great job of uh, pumping out content, especially during the summer, tracking everything from recruiting to the other storylines that you need to know. Uh, it is uh, must-read stuff, I'll tell you what, and that's why I love my subscription over there. Al, it's, it's been a minute since I talked with you, my man. How you been? Well, I've been fine, and, uh, you know, it's always uh, we're getting getting edging our way towards uh, the start of the our busy season. Not in any hurry for our summer to go away, certainly, but uh, that is a, um, you know, that's why we haven't talked as much because we haven't had any men's basketball or, or football games for a while, but uh, we're looking forward to, to the the rest of the summer, but also that 2022-23 season. Al, uh, I want to start with the sad news this week from uh, Boilermaker Nation, and that was the passing uh, that we heard about yesterday of uh, Caleb Swanigan, just uh, 25 years old, which, um, you know, we're, we're both fathers. Um, to At that age, it, it doesn't seem right to be, you know, burying a child like that. Uh, nobody wants to see it. It's, it's, it's tragic, but... You know, yesterday I tried to spend some time on on you know his impact uh, at Purdue. I mean, not just from a, a recruitment standpoint because you know, that's Matt Painter's first big McDonald's All-American, um, but you know statistically and, and the impact that he had, the lasting legacy of, of, of big men that he helped really initiate there at Purdue. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, when you heard about his passing yesterday? Well, it was as he said. Uh... Tragic is, is was certainly one word, and and just uh, uh, devastating, and and that was a word that was used a lot on social media, and that fits it well. I mean, he's a he was a guy that uh, you know his story is going to be a documentary someday. I can almost assure you that uh, what he did, uh, uh, his, tra- his 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 the things he was able to accomplish, but also all the things he went through in a in a way too short life. Uh, have been well documented, and yet his finest days may have been at Purdue, just because he did so much to get himself to such a high level, became a, a consensus All-American, which is just something that doesn't grow on trees. Uh, you know, led Purdue to a to a uh, in the NCAA tournament, Sweet 16, uh, and also a Big Ten title too, because this is a guy that. Uh, just lived up to expectations on all fronts and did so much work. And there were others, certainly the pretty coaching staff, his dad, uh, Roosevelt Barnes have a lot to, of credit. And that also adds to the uh, devastation, if not sadness uh, uh, for this uh, uh, terrible, terrible situation that uh, came up earlier this week. I'm just, yeah, blown away by it. And I, I'll tell you what, Al, it, it's been a while. But I did go back. I looked at some of the numbers. The the, the twenty rebound. Remember, he had the the back to back twenty rebound games. Um, you know, the amount of double doubles he had in just those two seasons. I mean, puts him what third all time. Uh, it just uh, amazing the impact on on the stat book uh, as well. And really, I mean, it, has there been another? There's never been another player like that in the Matt Painter era here. And there certainly haven't been many players like him in Purdue's history, even have there? No, they really haven't, and especially in today's world, when you're getting those rebound, you know, getting the rebounded bunches, and he, and uh, that was a testament to his effort level. I mean, that, that uh, was what uh, Biggie Swanigan, Caleb Swanigan, brought to the table was effort all the time. 
uh, knowing how to, you know, yes, he had size and the ability to go get the, the basketball, but it was an incredible work ethic that I think will be his lasting legacy. You know, I think that the tragedy and the difficulty of what's happened to, happened, uh, you know, yesterday is uh, what we learned about yesterday is certainly uh, going to stick with us for a while, but his legacy will be a guy that gave uh, a ton of effort, exemplified what uh, I know what Matt Painter wanted on his, in terms of what he needs, what he needed to have from his players from a work ethic standpoint, and uh, just also production. I mean, you, you can't minimize, as like I said, for 2020, games 20 points 20 rebound games in his career i believe uh that's uh off that's unheard of and uh, you have to go back to guys like terry dissinger uh, for the most part to be able to pull up those kind of numbers and in this day and time was amazing and, and what he had to go through i mean uh, that's the thing that we obviously didn't know uh, just in terms of being able to transform his body but also living with Living with uh, homelessness and uh, food insecurity, all of the words that we use to describe difficulties that kids shouldn't have to experience in this country, uh, he did, and that uh, and overcame them to a great extent. And that uh, that also is going to be part of his uh, legacy too. Alan Carpenter was this here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline from GoldenBlack.com. I, I want to move on to kind of recapping this uh, whole year in uh, Purdue athletics. Uh, uh, certainly some of the big storylines, the, uh, the the bull win for football. Um, I had to go back and double-check because I was told we didn't win that game by somebody, but it turns out we yeah. actually did win that one. Uh, another great run for, uh, you, know, you know, basketball. Uh, certainly in the spring it's had its storylines with uh, how good Purdue baseball got off to the start. Um, you know, uh, Coach Browse uh, stepping down from, from women's golf. Now we're in this transition period here, Alan. Uh, now that you've had some time to take a look at the season's whole, what are some of the things that stuck out, uh, that stood out to you over the last uh, season for Purdue athletics? Well, I think the story of Purdue men's basketball, which didn't end the way that uh, that, uh, that Matt Painter and company would have liked. I think they would. You know, everybody was talking about Final Four, and they fell short of that. And losing like you did to St. Peter's was was problematic. But also the storyline was the rise of that team and the fact that Purdue got to be ranked number one in the country for the first time in its history and produced some excellent, excellent individual players. Certainly Jaden Ivich will find out uh, Thursday night just how far, just where he gets drafted, and we'll probably find out the same thing uh, uh, with respect to Travion Williams too. But two unique players, Zach Eady, uh, others that really contribute, Sasha Stefanovic, who also uh, hopes to have a pro career as well. These are guys that all uh, made a big difference and made for an interesting year. It was a year that may have not lived up to expectations. Even Matt Painter said that after the season, because in today's world, you know, Purdue did not win a Big Ten championship, did not win a Big Ten tournament championship, and yet I think there was probably, if you had to really pin most people down and say who was which, what team was the best in the Big Ten, it'd be hard to argue that uh, Purdue wasn't. But didn't get the job done in some ways from that standpoint, but still. Uh, 29 wins is you have to look at that and say that still is a sign of a very stable program when 29 wins is a quasi disappointment. So I think that uh, storyline really resonates with me. Obviously, Jeff Brown in the in the game you mentioned that uh, with Purdue and Tennessee in the in the uh, in in Nashville and the opportunity to win that game in the crazy last five minutes of that game. I don't think I'll ever forget that. 
in terms of what was it, five touchdowns scored in that uh, time frame, and Purdue comes out and he- ahead um, in a game that was disputed by Tennessee fans. Uh, you know, so be it. <laughs> Purdue's had a fair share of those over the years, and yet uh, that team came through without two of its best players, and that's uh, also a credit to Jeff Brom and company. So it gives fans a lot of hope for the future just because this is a, a team that uh, you just didn't know how you're going to compete. You got down what 21-7 early in that game. Uh, it certainly looked like uh, well, it looked like Auburn re- the 2018 bowl game revisited for a while there, and uh, the Boilermakers came back and got the job done and, and in dramatic fashion. Talk with Alan Carpet here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Al, uh, we're hitting in that transition period here, summer into fall, and. Uh, some big news here in the last month is that uh, Mitch Daniels is going to uh, step down, and uh, they've already named a successor here. And, and uh, look, people, when it comes to change, people get nervous all the time because they're they're comfortable in their ways here. But um, you, know, you know, this is going to impact, I would think, athletics in some way, shape, or form. And I'm not talking about just trying to do something instead of where's Mitch during football games. I mean, uh, this is gonna. Hey, this is somebody new at the steering wheel here. Um, are, are you nervous as an athletic supporter here? Do you think it'll be business as usual? Do you think that there'll be changes? What do you hear and, and what do you see going forward? Well, well I, I think that uh, a couple of things. One, when you have a board of trustees and four or five of them especially, not, not I can't speak for all of them, are extremely involved uh, and ingrained in Purdue athletics, I just don't see that this is going to be a huge change. Now, for Meng Chang, who obviously is brilliant in his own uh, uh, academic and administrative abilities, I, I don't know if this is going to be a, a hard, you know, something that's going to be real difficult for him to grasp. Now, how what role he'll have, uh, and, you know, Mitch Daniels also, if you remember, when Mitch Daniels came here in 2013, there was not necessarily a learning curve, but certainly a, uh, something that uh, needed to, you know, the board had had maybe a direction it wanted to head, and uh, it got Mitch Daniels to go along with it, and 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 obviously that that generated uh, unprecedented uh, expenditures, but also ex- unprecedented growth in football. Uh, you know, the hiring of Jeff Brom, all those kinds of things, and, and that and the money that it's taken to do that, but also the interest and revenue that has been generated by fan interest. So. Yeah, it changes always going to be something that Meng Chang will certainly have a have a have a say in how this how the university is run, and also he'll have a say maybe as important as how does a, he sit you know with the NCA in terms of the presidency you know, run the NCA, what role will he have there? Those are all questions. But here's a person that comes in with pretty pretty amazing credentials and the ability to grasp a lot of concepts. And uh, you don't have to go far to understand athletics the impact on Purdue. And yet Purdue has always had been a university that's kept it in relative check in, a, in, a, in, a, in an environment where college sports in the last year, Jared, you know, we've gone to not only some COVID issues, but to name, image, and likeness or NIL. And obviously the transfer portal, three things that have just transformed athletics and it's going to continue. And how he deals with that and how the board of trustees deal with that will be a storyline to watch. Yeah, the good thing is you're dealing with a a, a board if you're if you're a Purdue sports fan that is really behind athletics. Alan, as we uh, get geared up here at the start of athletics in August, what are some of the things that uh, you're looking forward to here uh, towards the uh, end of the year, the start of fall and winter sports? What are some of the storylines that uh, you're most interested in seeing come to fruition? 
Well, I don't think there's any question that uh, the date of September 1st is going to be a huge one uh, for Purdue football when Penn State comes to town at primetime game on Thursday night uh, in a game with lots of uh, – it, probably it's hard to minimize. I, I would say in the history of Purdue football, I can't think of many, if any, Big Ten openers, maybe going all the way back to Purdue-Notre Dame, and that wasn't a Big Ten opener, obviously, in 1980 – as a game between two teams ranked in the top 10 or 11 uh, and a game that Purdue did not fare well up at Notre Dame. But my point is it's a huge game, and, and it gives Purdue an opportunity if it can win that game to get off an extremely good start. And when you look at Purdue's schedule, which with no Ohio State, no Michigan, no Michigan State on the schedule, uh, you have an opportunity to do very, very well. Yes, you have to go to Minnesota. Yes, you have to go to Wisconsin. Those will be difficult games. But if you look at Purdue's schedule, you could build a case that, uh, I know Vegas has Purdue at seven and a half wins, but I think you have a, an opportunity uh, to win nine or ten games and, and really take the program a step forward. So that's going to be the big date. Uh, obviously, Dave Shondell in volleyball is going to be uh, rebuilding to some extent, but there's a lot of talent there. Some transfers come in. They're almost a constant anymore uh, in terms of – and they're not almost – they are a constant in terms of being competitive and the most competitive – league in volleyball but uh, those are the things that we'll be watching mostly but obviously we, we spend so much time on football and men's basketball that uh, that will be a storyline and and you know what what could change between now and then transfer portal still changes things uh, and uh, you hope that uh, uh, coaches around the country can, and, and and really college sports can get a grasp on all the things that's gone on with nil especially uh, and and being able to get control of that uh, Maybe not happen. Uh, may not be a clear path to that by the start of the fall, but uh, it will be a process to determine uh, what guardrails get put up and how college sports moves forward. Alec Carpick at GoldenBlack.com. It's uh, a tremendous website for any Purdue fan. Uh, they got great free content, but the uh, subscription stuff is it's really worth it in my opinion. Uh, that's why I love being a member over there, and uh, I read it daily. Alan, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, no matter what season we're in, buddy. So uh, you stay cool out there. And, again, thank you for your time, buddy. We always appreciate it over here. All right. Always appreciate the opportunity. Uh, and we'll look forward to uh, uh, getting into that 2022 football.